Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Welcome back to the Boiling Points, everybody. How, why boiling is, Pointers. What? Boiling Pointers. Why is it that you always welcome people back? Well, because I keep on pass. I, I keep pointing to you, and, <laughs> and you don't say anything. And it's like, okay, I guess I got to start again. And again. You, know, you, you, you point to me for maybe half a second, and then you just say, because, screw it. I'm because just gonna we're, go. we're going live to air right now, Dave. Right at this moment. So, okay. Uh, Dave, good to see you again. Well, how about you? What's been going on in your life lately that's been exciting? Oh, man. Well... Um, so many things, you know, on the family front and business front. Um, the most, the coolest of things is that, uh, my son Liam was part of the show as people would have seen Canada Smartest Person Junior. Did it air? It is, it is by the time this is out in, in the world. This isn't live. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it's just, it's a pretty neat experience and, and it was, uh, uh, lived it with them, and uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how Canada responds. So, so that's that's been new and exciting. And I've been traveling quite a bit, and on my travels, I was in uh, beautiful Miramichi. And uh, speaking, for the Walt McCain Institute, no, or? oh, no, for my pie, my pie. I was speaking to an organization. I was I was asked to be the keynote speaker for um, the young young. Professionals, Miramichi Young Mary Professionals, and in blueberry ever, pie, apple in, pie, involved entrepreneurs. I think is how it goes. <laughs> and I met this very cool guy who's connected to the organization, who's also the mayor of Miramichi. And then as we started did chatting, did you just say the mayor of Miramichi? I did. The mayor of Miramichi. How did we get the mayor of Miramichi onto our podcast? Well, I don't know. I said I just pitched it. I said, you know what? What do you think? Because I love your story, man. And he, and he goes, I know Greg Hemmings. <laughs> okay, welcome. And he said, and then he pushed me aside and said, I'll, I'll, I'll get myself on that podcast. <laughs> well, um, Adam Lorden uh, hey, is, Adam. yes, the uh, mayor of Miramichi. He's also an incredibly talented filmmaker, um, as well as a good friend of mine. So, Adam, welcome to The Boiling Point. I'm so excited to have you here, man. Well, thank you so much, Dave. Ask and you shall receive. That's the Miramichi way. That, you know? Yes. Nice. So I, <laughs> I, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here with both of you guys. Okay, there's way too much to talk about in a half hour interview. But before jumping into your world of politics, let's just jump into your world as as a television producer, or director, or filmmaker. Let's just rewind back to then, uh, because there is no then. It's still happening now because you and I work on a number of collaborations as well. So who are you as yeah. a filmmaker? Well, hopefully we'll talk about a couple of those uh, exciting projects too. But, you know, it's it's been a wild ride, this life so far. And, you know, I've, I've just been so lucky taking a, a few chances and, and, and having some things work out and, and uh, really being able to live my dreams so far. And so for a little boy growing up in Miramichi, uh, really in a time too before uh, the interconnectivity of today's world. So to give you a frame of reference, Facebook really was invented uh, while I was in university. So uh, as a small boy in Miramichi, I guess I didn't even know that I maybe wanted to work in media because I 
didn't know that I could. But after finishing university, I moved to Toronto, up to the the big smoke, if you would. And uh, and when I was there, I just was so stimulated by the fact that uh, working in television and media was something that a lot of people were doing that you could do. And of course, just the evolution that's happening around those worlds uh, since that time, 10 years ago, has just been phenomenal too. But I had finished my degree with a marketing and management degree from St. Mary's in Halifax and, and was up in Toronto and had landed a great job actually by the definition of uh, being well paid and working within the degree, but not necessarily super creative. And I discovered that I could go take a one-year course called Television Writing and Production at Humber. And I had one of those life moments where I thought, well, should I do this or should I not do this? And, uh, you know, because I just finished one degree, I had a pretty good job. But but it was one of those things where I thought, you know what, if I don't do this, then I'm going to wonder for the rest of my life, what would have happened if I pursued that dream? And so I did it. And I haven't looked back. It's been phenomenal. So over, you know, seven, eight years in the industry in Toronto, I started as a driver driving dancers around on So You Can Dance Canada. I, before that, interned at MTV Canada back when that was still a thing, a really exciting thing, actually, uh, up at the Masonic Temple and, and, uh, and then eventually worked my way into the network where I was one of the founding producers of the new Marilyn Dennis show, which is now on, I believe they're on their seventh season and really brought American style, really polished daytime television to Canada in, in a new way and was there for four seasons before finding my way back home in New Brunswick. Which is where I met you uh, in uh, the film industry. So for some context, Dave, uh, as a film producer in New Brunswick, uh, I was part of the Producers Association, and at that particular time, we were trying to figure out how to make our industry sustainable, and the province of New Brunswick hired Adam as a consultant to come and bridge the connection between us producers and the province. Adam, do you want to give a little context to that? And is and that's one of the reasons why what pulled you back, uh, and of course, you've got other very important reasons as well, family-related, but uh, what, what was what was that like to be pulled back by your home province to actually help grow the industry well it was a it was a uh, something i i never expected to find myself doing and it was a really interesting time I, it was sort, certainly a, a full immersion into everything and anything that was happening and still is happening in film and media in the province but i don't think i ever expected to probably come home to live and yet now four years later i, I couldn't imagine not being here you know at the time obviously it's actually devastating for for me and my family, but my mom was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer and uh, a single mom uh, who raised three of us. Uh, I'm the oldest, but my brother, I was in Toronto at the time in 2014 and my brother and sister were both living in Calgary. And, and so for a number of reasons, uh, practical, I was the one in the best position to sort of, I guess, pack it in and move home, which which for me was crucial to do that because uh, my mom will forever be my hero. Uh, and at the time uh, where I was working was uh, was going through some changes and doing layoffs, which I wouldn't have been a part of, but I was able to, I guess, volunteer for a layoff, which saved somebody else's job and allowed me to go back home and, and be with my mom for what we thought was going to be a much longer period. We thought it would be uh, up to another year, but it only ended up being three months. So it was phenomenal to get home when I did and have a, a few months of, of amazing memories with my mom and, and be there with her during that time. But uh, unfortunately, she passed away. And a few months really after that, as I was 
going through the malaise of loss, I got a call from the provincial government, from Minister Fraser at the time, who was the Minister of Tourism, Heritage and Culture, and sort of said, we're going through these challenges and we need to rethink on, on this industry and we need to capture exactly what the industry is. Is this something you could do? And, uh, you know, I'm kind of one of those people that just always wants to be doing something, being creative, being stimulated. So at this time, a few months after my mom's passing, I was ready to put my energies to something. And I said, sure. I didn't know really if I could do it. But I, as you know, as a good entrepreneur, you you say yes, and then you figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, we got got into got into that, and uh, you know it was a part of it was going out and talking to people and meeting them and hearing all the amazing production that was happening in the province. Uh, and Greg, you know, it wasn't right away after that that we started to work together. But I think I know I certainly had an eye on waiting and looking for an opportunity to to work creatively, jam creatively with you and Hamin's house. And sure enough, it wasn't too long afterwards that 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 started to happen. Which was a great blessing in our world, uh, that is for sure. And um, okay, so that chapter, it's so funny because I don't want to lead this interview, but I find your life story so interesting, Adam. And uh, Dave, pop in anytime you want. But uh, well, no, but I, the political the, side. Yeah, no, is, I mean, that's, I mean, th- yeah. th- this was, so what, what Adam just shared with us is a bit of the backstory for me. And I think for listeners, another piece that's important to the story, guys, is um, you know how one becomes uh, one of the youngest city uh, mayors in the country of Canada, um, and in this, in this in Mayor Machine, what, Mayor Machine, New Brunswick. Maybe you can set it up, um, Adam. You know, wh- not so much what it is now because that's an important piece, but maybe kind of what you know when would have in their mind about the mighty Mayor Machine, and you know, kind of. Um, you know, like what, what would be, you know, in, in a mind's eye, like what, what, what would someone, you know, if they think of Miramichi, what would they think of, uh, for the most part? Um, cause I, f- I feel like what it's become is, is fabulous and what it is. Um, but it wouldn't be the first thing that would come well, just to like my mind. St. John, like many New Brunswick communities <laughs> have something and at, at a, yeah, you, you, you were brought up in Miramichi. Yeah. So, t- so tell us a little yeah. bit about well, I mean, it's it is only the greatest small city in the world. <laughs> no, I, Has I, it always I, been that way? And I do, I do, and I, do, I, you know, I actually feel there are a lot of parallels. I, I compare St. John and uh, to Miramichi all the time, or Miramichi to St. John, you know, in terms of our past and what's happening now as well. But you know, the Miramichi. The mighty Miramichi certainly uh, it starts and ends at the river. So, uh, you know, like so many communities here on the East Coast, there's a, a rich history of uh, a first shipbuilding in the later 20th century. You know, a, a lot of pulp and paper mills up and down the river, which have uh, since closed. So, uh, you know, we are very lucky um, that we're where we are in terms of renewal. And I'm sure we'll speak about that uh, shortly. But quite honestly, we've been very lucky uh, to be chosen as the site of the the new federal pay center which has created uh a thousand really great paying uh white collar jobs so our we're our demographics are shifting and it's brought up hundreds of people from all across canada to the miramichi to work there so not just from an economic perspective but socially uh you know there are people looking for new things there are new ideas there's diversity in the community it's allowed entrepreneurs to open new businesses uh because the economy is strong now Uh, many people are choosing to come home and raise their families Uh, i think we've also been always then and now synonymous with uh, with the outdoors, the great outdoors, certainly fishing, 
there are you know a lot of other hobbies like uh hunting and uh ATVing which are not necessarily um, my hobbies but uh they are they're things that that many people enjoy but I I'm definitely a product of my environment and that I love to be outside I love to get to that ocean and and uh, so if you're looking for you know beautiful surroundings and and constantly being able to escape to nature uh, then you know Miramichi is a place for you and one of the things I heard when I was there um a number of times was mentioned like this this renaissance, right? And I thought, isn't that interesting that that word's being used? Because our friend Mel Norton, who was the mayor of St. John, uh, I remember, you know, he he started using that about um, St. John Renaissance. I mean, it was city. accurate during that period. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So so now, okay. So how does one come back? You know, you you you. I mean, there's this really kind of um, sad part of the story about you know your mother and her passing, and and then you make a decision to stay and. And you know you become the uh, a counselor and then the mayor. So t- this is this is a very interesting story. So please share with the listeners. Well, it's always incremental, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, I you I came home I think with the mentality uh, that I would be there for my mom, and that really that was the only thing on my mind, uh, and that we would go through that, and uh, and you know then I would think about what would be next but when these things started happening like getting the call to do the project uh, around the film uh, world uh, and with the province you know then out of that which was related to the work I had done I guess I didn't really understand coming home that I could still do the work I love to do meaning being a filmmaker being a producer and a director being creative I didn't realize that uh, I could do those things and be home and so through um through doing you know starting to see some of that work still coming to me through that project through working with you Greg and also through contacts I I of course had made over my 10 years in Toronto still calling and and still offering the gigs and then what happened parallel to that was uh, my mom actually was on the city council and uh, she was the first female deputy mayor in the city of Miramichi. I used to come home uh, for both of her campaigns uh, for a couple of weeks and help her with the campaign so it was kind of something we always did together um, you know her being involved in uh, on the council and, and in the community and and um, the way when she passed away, there was uh, just a little over a year left on her council term, so I thought it would be a special thing. I was in no hurry to go back to the city um, to to offer myself as a councillor um, to fill her seat for the last year of her mandate. And my mind was telling me, you know, finish the journey that we started together. And really, I thought, well, I'll do the year and and then uh, and finish this chapter and then probably head back up to the city. But it was through that year on council that I started to, to get work, I guess, and realized that I could, if I wanted to, um, do my career and also be home and be making a difference and and trying to move things forward. And a difference that really needed, I think, a voice that needed to be there, because like so many of these communities, a lot of the young people have moved away and and that uh, you know a lot of at that time you know very much still an old boys mentality in terms of the the council but also um you know a community that i think knew it needed to change but didn't quite know how and didn't have really anybody stepping forward to say okay you know it's it's 20 20- 15 um the world is so different and we've got to evolve um and the world is so much more connected now and and so really just uh, happy to stand up and and 
lead change. And quickly, there were so many people that were wanting the same things for the community that wanted to embrace diversity and arts and culture and and, uh, see new things brought to life. And really, it just it felt like I was maybe at the beginning of the line, but that there was just this burgeoning uh, movement uh, that quickly started to snowball. So from there, how did you wind up being, I mean, did you have aspirations to say, you know, I, I, I see this happening here. I see this opportunity and damn it, I'm going to be the mayor. <laughs> like, was that what or, or did council you know, say you're, you're going to be mayor? <laughs> you're going to be, well, you know, uh, I no, no and no, but it was, uh, you know, <laughs> great. I, I wrote, I, I said, uh, talking to James Bollinger, I know you guys know James. I Like I, I wrote an article for the Maritime Edit uh, a few months ago and I just said, one of the lines was, you know, if you had told me I'd be doing any of this five years ago when I was, you know, happily working as a producer in downtown Toronto, I would have said you're crazy. Um, but again, I really can't envision now being anywhere else or doing anything else. So what happened was realizing I could stay home, continue to work in the creative fields and contribute. So after that one year on council, there was another election. So the regular ele- election for the four year cycle. And so I decided uh, that uh, we would stay home. I would stay home and um, and commit to a potential four-year term and, and ran as a counselor um, and got uh, in Miramichi. One of the ways uh, informally that we do things is the counselor who receives the most votes because it's all at large there. There are no wards becomes usually the deputy mayor. So I became the deputy mayor. And um, tragically, three weeks after the election, our our mayor, who had just been elected for his third term, uh, Mayor Jerry Cormier, died suddenly of a heart attack. Um, and uh, and then three weeks into uh, a term as a councillor, as the deputy mayor, I was, I guess, put into the position of being an acting mayor. Um, six. So that was a six month uh time period of being the acting mayor, a position that I really hadn't intended to be in. But over that six months period and with the new council who was elected as the most age diverse council in the community and and very diverse in backgrounds too. And I think that's been a key to our success as a group is that we're all so different that there's an inherent respect Mm -hmm. uh, because everyone is so different. Um, And we got some real momentum going and, and had a lot of success working closely with provincial counterparts too to secure funding for a number of big big projects you know the park renewals and and development of our waterfront which are big priorities for me but some of the less glamorous stuff too like you know millions of dollars in in water and wastewater projects which are so essential in bringing our system forward but not necessarily uh the things that uh you know the sizzle in the stake um but so we just had such a momentum and that the position was to be up for a by-election i had been doing it um and and all through that summer because i had to make a decision by the end of september i was wrestling you know i, I said let's just do it for a while and we'll make the decision towards the end of the summer meanwhile i was also doing a contract uh, flying across canada um producing a, a series called far and wide for much music and destination canada so i was in and out of the community um but we had a lot of uh, excitement and momentum and i just thought well we've got a good thing going on and i don't know who else may or may not step up to do this role 
Um, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the work we're doing and I'd like to try to continue. So I did, I had to resign as a counselor to offer for the mayor, uh, two opponents, um, both I think were, uh, from my opinion, certainly not as openly progressive in, in the vision that they were selling. And I, you know, like, like happens sometimes in politics, I felt like they spent a lot of time talking about me and I spent a lot of time talking about my vision for the community. And in the, uh, in the end, and uh, that was uh, apparently what people wanted to hear. Nice. I, I love that distinction because um, <clears throat> even our last election that we had provincially, I started to start seeing this disrespectful tone that I, I always, you know, see that happens in, in U.S. politics. That I always say, I'm so glad we don't have that here. But I saw it creeping in, Adam, and I'm sure you've started to see it as well. Um, so good on you for, for staying focused on the vision and the vision. Well, and, and, and I know that I think it would be fair to say that um, you, you got a large mandate with looking at the future. Like it wasn't a very close election, as I understand it. It, it wasn't. And, and, you know, I think that was very helpful because within the council, uh, people were uh, maybe in the beginning, you know, changes, changes scary for a lot of people. And my approach is always in any, whether it's in politics or in our creative work too, uh, or in anything is not to force change on people or force ideas on people, but to really try to just explain where I'm coming from, why I feel this way, why I think it's so important to tell that story or paint that picture, invite people to come along. And when you're trying to, to, to change things that have been static for 20 years, it's hard work. It was very hard work in the beginning. But as you start to see the momentum and the payoffs, as projects were starting to be completed uh, and well-received in the community, it creates momentum. But I actually, I think that there's a lot of value in coming from a creative background into something like politics, because all the work that we do when you're directing or producing is it's so collaborative and everybody's got a part and you're rowing in the same direction hmm. and uh, you, you know it, it's it's that's what the kind of mentality that i think needs to be instilled whether it's at city councils or any level of government uh you you know you it's not about a, agreeing all the time but it's just about sharing ideas and building off each other and you know on a local level municipally it's not as partisan as say provincial or federal politics it's it's really problem solving and if you try to put your head around that we're trying to solve problems together to get the best solution, uh, if you set the table that way, uh, you know, I, I think that's a very effective way to work. It's interesting. Adam. I, I, as you're speaking, I'm in my head. Um, I've got so much respect for people who enter politics and and I'm so grateful for them. Like big, big respect because it's like such a, a sacrifice really to take leadership in that way. And, but in my mind, I'm like, I, I just, I don't feel like I would have the skills or the patience to do it. Uh, but knowing you, you are so perfect at this role. And as we're talking, Dave's, Dave's pointing at me. I think, is that what you're doing? Well, yeah, no, because <laughs> because you both having creative background, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, okay, Greg, when are you stepping up? Yeah, Adam's got no. a good point here, man. I would only do it if Adam came and uh, taught me everything he knew first. <laughs> Greg's uh, going to be on the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you... Um, you know what, like, like it, there's some really cool videos and I'm guessing you, you had a hand in producing them that I saw on the, the Miramichi, like the region, um, that's worthwhile. Like, like, do you have on the top of your head, a, like, um, so listeners can, can find it a URL that to direct people, because I think it would be neat for them to see, you know, what this region holds because, um, 
did the, where where would they find that? Was it the MyPy site or where, where you know those? The... Yeah, well, I did. I showed a video at the um, at the MyPy Gala, uh, which was it's part of the My New Brunswick series. So I think if people go to YouTube or Google and and just Google My New Brunswick, um, the video should pop up. And that was a series I did last year with Tourism New Brunswick. Um, not with Hemming's house, so we won't talk about this for too long, Greg. Uh, but Thanks, uh, <laughs> um, and so we did one in, in the five regions of the of the province with, I guess, somebody who's grew up or and or still lives in, in each area, sharing their stories and their favorite things about those areas and the experiences. And I know. Um, that for people in the Miramichi region, uh, it's been a tremendous source of pride because any time uh, that there's ever been any film production in and around Miramichi for tourism, it's usually just a couple of quick clips to go into something else. And I know I heard this around some of the other regions as well, that to see all the beauty of the uh, the natural beauty of our surroundings, and we've got Kishimaquak National Park with one of the nicest beaches in the country, maybe in the world, if you ask me, just 25 minutes down the road, which is a big part of the video, um, you know, it, it would just it gives people a lot of pride and then it makes me feel proud um, to see how happy everybody else is to see ourselves represented. Um, so it, it has been a unique opportunity um, to bring my media experience through, you know, always working to make sure Miramichi is a part of the provincial story and also to help create awareness about what's happening in Miramichi across New Brunswick and beyond. It, it is really, I mean, so I hope people do check it out um, and because you'll get a, if you haven't been, you'll want to go to Miramichi. And um, I have the luxury of being up there back and forth many, many times as part of this thing we've talked about in the past podcast, Wallace McCain Institute. We we meet on, in a lodge off the river. I also have worked with a number of businesses up there. And I know the region as very entrepreneurial. And in fact, what, you know, I mentioned in this, when I gave the keynote, that one of the most listened to popular podcasts we had is with Hal Summers. Hal, yeah. Uh, you know, he's from Miramichi, a real, real entrepreneur up there, owns a number of car dealerships. and Good-looking chap as well. Yeah, good-looking man. Yeah. yeah all the, the, you know, so so we, um, you know, I think of it as that, and I just, I just it would be neat to give more exposure. But clearly people there are ready for a progressive agenda. You're, are you enjoying, be, and I mean, I guess you, you kind of say, yeah, to some degree, you can't say no, but are you, is, is being mayor uh, what you anticipated it to be? Well, uh, you know, um, it's, it's a really, I think it's a unique position in that, there and maybe others might have a different perspective or opinion but there's no playbook uh you know on how to be mayor anywhere so i think what's great about it but maybe sometimes it can be a trapping for some is that that you really write your own script in terms of how are you going to be a mayor technically speaking you really don't have a lot of you know, quote unquote power. And a lot of people think that the mayor has all this control, but, you know, as it relates to council decisions, for example, like we don't even vote. I, I, so uh, the only power I have uh, to to a degree is the ability to talk to councillors and hope that they are seeing things the same way as me. But you do, you, you do have a platform. Um, so it's not necessarily 
policy all the time, but it's an opportunity to say something uh, and to represent your community and and to help try to, I I think, uh, create awareness for things that are really important. And so, for example, immigration is something that I've been learning a lot about. I'm talking a lot about it now because I'm hearing a lot about it and I understand the importance of immigration mm-hmm. to the to the the future the sustainability of of our province and the communities within that province and mm-hmm. i but to answer the question of am i enjoying it you know just like like anything else you mentioned there are a lot there are days when there when it's a slog there are days when it's a grind and there are days when you it doesn't go your way but overall i, I would say Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm living a dream. And if and when I wasn't enjoying it, you know, I, I have the perspective that that's when it's time to leave. Uh, you know, I, I, this, I won't be in this role for 20 years. I can guarantee that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to make, uh, make a difference to give everything I have. And, uh, and, you know, whether it's me or the voters who make the decision that it's my time to stop, uh, you know, I'll respect that and I'll be looking for the next adventure. But while I'm here, I certainly am going to speak the truth of, about what I think we, we need to do as a community, uh, the opportunities I think are all around us. Um, and, you know, and try to try, try to try to make a difference, really, um, and, and, and try also to enjoy it while you're doing it. And uh... As we come to the end of our podcast, Adam, why don't why don't you give the listeners just a quick recap of our two latest collaborations that you and I have worked on, Twelve Neighbors with former uh, two time guest on the Bowling Point, Marcel LeBron, uh, as well as our ballet sessions. Why, why, why don't you let us uh, let the audience know what those projects are, and uh, yeah. Two two time guests. Like, okay, I didn't realize that's a little carrot there, right? Like, yep. this is going to be like like the SNL Five Timers Club, right? Yeah, so yeah, now yeah, I'm, yeah. And you I'm can gonna, very well become a what, a two timer. What, what else am I going to have to do to get back here? <laughs> Pro- promote promote this promote this interview heavily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah Downloads. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how about this? If, if we if we get uh, a, an abnormal amount of new subscribers from Miramichi on our email list at boilingpointpodcast.com. Which is almost impossible because <laughs> Hal Summers, you know, has the market. How's how's uh, how's right. planted those seeds already? And Hal's phenomenal. He's a great <laughs> community champion, and and Hal's been a mentor to me as well. Um, but you know, Greg, the projects have been so exciting. One of the things that I've been really, um, I think, proud about in my in my creative career is that in some way or another, I've often got to do the majority of my work and my projects have been content areas or, or subject matters that I'm really passionate about. And oftentimes directly it's, it's helping people. So whether on the Maryland dentist show, you know, I, I used to do some of the home makeovers. So I'd go out to, to people's homes and, and see where they lived and, and help people in need. We had a family one time that uh, they had their home had burned down and they had no insurance and, and we went in and, uh, you know, they were three young kids were sleeping on mattresses in, a, in, in empty rooms. And we went in and, and uh, you know, furnished their new home, um, which just and, and whether that or helping cancer survivors. And, and so it's been I've had luck in my career uh, and through choice as well to, to to actively be able to help people. And so the Project 12 Neighbors um which is effectively a documentary series profiling uh, 
innovative change makers, uh, creating social change and, and creating innovative ways to tackle so many of the pressing social issues of our time, whether that be hunger or homelessness or, uh, you know, people that are struggling with addictions. Uh, and to see and really A, get to research and then interview and then edit together the stories of these phenomenal individuals and groups, uh, and also the people who have been positively affected by some of this social uh, and progressive innovation. Uh, it, it's just been like it, it was a year long project. So it was, a, you know, again, a bit of a grind at times, but I'm so proud of it. Actually, just the other night, um, we finished a few months ago, and literally just a couple of nights ago, I showed a couple of episodes. Uh, to my 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 partner and i had not and he had seen me working on this for for a year or peripherally um and uh, and and he he was blown away and i know marcel's out there now across north america promoting the series 12 neighbors um and so you know i, I really i would encourage people to go check those videos out it's it's phenomenal cool uh, 12neighbors.org 12neighbors.org okay i'll trust you yeah, I think that's what it is. And then I, oh, he says that very politely. <laughs> In other words, I'm not right sure. Not I might not have it right. I love it's it. Not dot org. It's dot ca or dot com or you know, Google it. Google it. <laughs> something so no one will okay. know where to find. It. Okay, so let's let's fast forward to the ballet sessions. The ballet sessions is uh, I can't stop talking about the ballet sessions. This is another project, a collaboration, I guess, between myself and Hemings House and Tourism New Brunswick and, and the Atlantic Ballet in Moncton, which admittedly before this project, I did not know we had a professional ballet company in New Brunswick, but we do. And they're exceptional. And this project has been a dream without a doubt. It has been one of the most creative projects I've ever worked on in my life. And effectively what we've done is taken ballet dancers and, and New Brunswick musicians, both Anglophone and Francophone, and, and a lot of it is instrumental too, but New Brunswick musicians, New Brunswick uh, dancers based in, in, uh, in Moncton to eight different locations across New Brunswick. And we've effectively come up with the most wild and interesting uh, mini ballets. So each of these videos is about three minutes long. Some have one dancer or, or two or three or a few. And uh, they're each a self-contained mini, uh, mini ballet on location that profiles, I guess, the the amazing artistic talent we have in the province, also the amazing, beautiful landscapes uh, and locations that we have in the province. And we're in editing on that now. I, I would literally just uh, finished texting with the editor before we jumped on the call here. So, uh, you know, that, that series is going to come out next spring. I think there might be a preview of one of them uh, at the ballet's fall gala in November coming up, but it's, I'm just so proud of, of what we have here and, and to be able to be a part of this uh, and, and tell these fun, creative stories that showcase the best of what we have. I just can't wait for people to see them. Well, thank you so much, Adam, for all the energy and love that you've put into them. And it's very, been very exciting to work with you on these projects and uh, how easily we can draw the lines between great uh, municipal leadership and being a storyteller. You know, you're a great representative of the province. And uh, I think that is a skill that we all have, uh, you know, to offer uh, in the creative space uh, within other areas of leadership. So uh, 
let's keep doing it, man. I can't wait for the next project. Well, Adam, thank you so much. And we always ask um, our guests to let uh, our listeners know where to get in touch with them. So uh, if you've got any way uh, folks can uh, be in touch with you, Adam, uh, what would that be? Always. Well, I think I, I'm fairly easy to find. I, I, I've got to, I guess my, my Instagram and my Twitter uh, handles are at Adam Lorden, L-O-R-D-O-N. Um, and I've got a uh, personal Facebook as well as my uh, Adam Lorden Mayor of Miramichi Facebook page as well. Um, so, you know, any, I, I love to hear from people um, at any of those at any of those places and uh, or, you know, of course, if you see me on the street in Miramichi or anywhere around the province, stop and say hi. Awesome. That is great. That, that, since we live in a province that's like a, you know, like a nice community. So these days I can't get any in St. John or Fredericton. I, I run into people I know and I'm so excited to see when I'm in downtown St. Uptown St. John, I should say. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> or downtown Fredericton or just about anywhere. And, you, and you I can't hide. <laughs> you, can, you can't hide. Um, <laughs> well, I'm so glad we, we had a chance to chat and, uh, and you came on the the sh- you know to to join us as a guest and an amazing story and I think there's a a lot of um, um, I think draw I mean I think people can draw a lot of inspiration from you know this idea of just you know making you know being a part of a change and and leading change and I, I, that's a big piece of it I'm walking away with so mm-hmm. thank you and um, and we will have to figure out if it's dot uh, org dot ca or dot I'm com. pretty sure it's twelve neighbors dot org with okay. a one and a two okay do we have a bet going. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blindly follow Greg. As I, as I do. See, Greg. See, he does have a you you have a political future. Look at that. People will blindly as follow. If, as if. Thanks, so, man. No, no, hold on. Before, before, oh, before you go, go, I'm gonna look it up. Hold on. Hemmings Hemmings 2020. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I I'm leave that to my friends. You gave us you gave us the yeah no that that that's that's okay. Very... So check this out. Twelveneighbors.org was pointed. To 12neighbors.com. So it is uh, oh, both accurate. Dot com. And it's a very beautiful website that Marcel and the team put together. So check that out, people. 12neighbors.com with the numbers one and two for the 12. And neighbors is spelled the Canadian way, uh, any oh, no, the American the way. American, American way. N E I G H B O R S dot com. No, no, you. But I, he, knowing Marcel, he probably purchased the uh, the Canadian version as well. Uh, <laughs> All right, right, guys. Well, have a great one, Adam. Thanks again so much for being on here with us. You guys, too. Take care. Until next time. All right. See you later. See you soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye, Adam. Bye. What a, what a breath of fresh air, right? Breath of fresh air. He's such he, a great, great guy. And, 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 you know, we spoke for, what, 30 minutes or whatever it was. I told him it was going to be 20 minutes. And, and the energy. <laughs> no, but, like, he, but he's and, – and so you know him much better than I do. But in the, in the short time I got to know him, um, I just thought, this guy has endless amount of energy. Like, oh yeah, and and I just I you know I mean he's a progressive person with a progressive agenda, who uh, you know is another example of being positive, um, yeah. of creating you know um, not only being progressive in a region that that needs it but mm-hmm. also you know really embracing being diverse and it's it's really cool man. The, the thing that <laughs> there's a million things that that drive me away from getting involved politically, but one of the things is just my personality as a creative. I get, I'm one of those type of people that I really do get oppressed quickly um, in areas of conflict. It's just one of my things. Like, I... It's like your trigger. I, I don't mind conflict at all. It's just that my creative space gets dampened when I'm in those positions. And I would... That, so this is good on Adam. Adam knows how to 
deal with conflict. And I'm not talking about necessarily bad conflict, but the conflict of running, uh, you know, a council, well, you know. You're, you're, uh, well, you're always uh, going to have people unhappy. Yeah, and, and people are by nature not going to like your decisions. And that would weigh on me so heavily that I think it would be at the expense of my creative output. How would I know until I try it? But I'm not going to. <laughs> Good question, Dave. <laughs> well, we'll keep on you. There, you know right. what? There might be signs that start showing up Greg Hemmings, 2020. Oh, ah. okay. Listen, <laughs> listen, if you actually believe that I did that to you, still. The, yeah. Oh, long, a story for another day. Um, <laughs> but but what? But you know what? Takeaway. Uh, well, there's a number of takeaways, but uh, I would say certainly, you know, like like it's almost like I, I know this sounds kind of corny, but you know, be the change you seek. You know, like I think I kind of take that away from what he's doing. You know, it's like doubling down, coming back. You know, um, you know, from Toronto. Um, and, uh, and not only just living, coming back, but, but making, uh, an impact, you know, and it kind of ties in with other conversations we've had. Oh, exactly. Per- perfectly in line. And, uh, yet another reason why I love this podcast, Dave, and, uh, thank you to the audience for listening and, and supporting us. And, uh, if you want to continue to support us, please do uh, hop on patreon.com. And uh, then uh, help us out, you know, become a patron. Uh, and, and they put in Boiling Point, correct? Boiling oh, yeah, point put in pod- Boiling Point. Podcast. Yeah, podcast, and it'll, it'll pop up. Also, join our email list so you know when the next amazing guest is coming up. Actually, boiling point you know, and that's something we don't promote a lot, but, you know, it's, it's, it comes out monthly. And, um, and it's, it's, you know, we get a lot of compliments on it because it talks about past and future guests. You can yeah. click right to an episode you're interested in right from the email itself. Yeah. Um, it's a neat, uh, and also our website, bowlingpointpodcast.com, where you're going to go to sign up for our email list. It's just a good website. Like you can search, I don't know how many episodes we have now, but we've been doing this weekly for well over 220 B- probably. Actually, let's just ask, uh, Zach, Zach, how many episodes do we have? 216. Oh my goodness. Thanks, Zach. Well done. Z- Zach is one of uh, w- one of that crew of amazing people who helped make this podcast happen. I have no idea how many episodes. Oh, he just, he's, he just, he just made, made that. That was a good. Uh, that's good. He, uh, he, yeah, he that said was, it confidently. That's that's the, he, when he, he makes to- stuff up, and he told he the truth. confidently. And he told the truth <laughs> after. Uh, All right. See you, well, buddy. Okay, man. Talk soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.